This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Otago Access Radio, in partnership with Otago Polytech, brings you Blowing Bubbles. Blowing Bubbles brings you positive conversations with people in their bubbles around the world. How are people living their bubble lives? Working from home, keeping kids entertained, and staying connected and getting exercise. And how are these things presenting us with the opportunities to find new ways of living? Every weekday, the Sustainable Lens team of Samuel Mann, Shan Gallagher and Mara Karatai reach out from their bubbles to chat with interesting and positive people around the world. Broadcast on Otago Access Radio 105.4 FM and streamed and podcast on oar.org.nz and sustainablelens.org. Bringing connection, joy, kindness and peace in the days ahead. Welcome to Blowing Bubbles, positive conversations with people in their bubbles, their safe spaces around the world. I'm Samuel Mann in Soyuz Bay, Dunedin, and I am joined from Fakatani by Mawera Karatai. Kia ora, Mawera. Kia ora, Sam. How's it going? It's going very well indeed. What's your big plan for the weekend? You going anywhere nice? Um, <laughs> thought might go out for dinner catch a movie none of those oh. things probably you, mean you might go from your di- you might go out to your dining room <laughs> yeah. i might go and check the mail after the postie's been by so i don't frighten them with you know contact and probably go for a bike ride with jack because the weather's just so beautiful at the moment really enjoying the sunshine and yeah long may it continue how about Indeed. you same thing and it's the weather's only going to get better because yeah. it's spring. It is. And who who are we introducing today? Today it is my great pleasure to introduce Deborah Poy. Deborah and I have known each other for many, many years. Um, she used to live here in Fakatani um, and moved with her musician husband down to Christchurch so that her husband Rawiri could complete his music degree. Um, they uh, have entertained people all over the country, all over the world, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Deborah is a musician, also a scientist, and um, just an incredibly creative, wonderful human. So it's so nice to have you here today, Deborah. Thanks for joining us. Kilda, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. And uh, what a lovely intro. Thank you very kindly. And I guess like attracts like. Isn't that correct, Marweta? <laughs> Well, that was that's a nice idea. I like that idea. Yeah. So, are you in Christchurch now? Yes. Yeah. Uh, huddled down in St Martin's, sort of the gentrified side of town, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a lovely place. Were you there for the big lockdown last year? Yes. Yes. Uh, I quite enjoyed that. I have to say, I thought the weather was amazing. Um, autumn especially here where I live, it's like a park. So the, the colours of all the trees and the bird life and the quiet, it was beautiful. Were you working from home? I did, yeah, I did some work at home, um, but I, I work in a laboratory. So um, unless I bring my machine and all my chemicals and such, it's pretty impossible. I can write some documents, that's about it really, answer emails. What Does sort of lab work? work? What sort of work are you doing? Um, well, I work for I do work for a research centre at Lincoln University. So I analyse nitrate and ammonia in groundwater leachates. So it's for um, the research that the university does, and I pr- produce numbers basically. 
reliable ones, hopefully. And how has this lockdown been? Bubble 2.0? Um, yeah, I, it was quite ironic because I was actually standing in the lab the week before with some of my co-workers saying, oh, I wouldn't mind another lockdown because, you know, it's quite nice to have that self-imposed, well, not self-imposed, uh, government-imposed, you must stay at home, oh, okay, I will. Um, and then, hey, presto. So I should try that with lotto tickets, I guess. But actually, um, what came up with my uh, co-workers, because they have children and I don't, they were like, oh, it'll be okay for a couple of days, but please no, God no. Um, and I said, oh, no, it'll be great. You would have, like, days where you'd have, what can I discover in the garden? What can we make today with recycling, baking? And they're just, like, shaking their heads at me saying, you've obviously got no children. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> and have you been working in this lockdown? No, no, I actually don't have my laptop at home. It's a real shame. I'm absolutely gutted. Terrible shame. <laughs> don't let my boss hear that. But no, um, we may, it depends uh, if it's ongoing, I may get my laptop delivered to me, but um, we'll see. We'll see. We had. We had emails out over the, the week before lockdown saying, take your laptops home. Oh, really? Mm. And, yeah, I missed and that Mawira, email. Mawira and I were on a train in Auckland, and we had that discussion about how a, a lockdown wouldn't be too bad. And then it turns out that not that train, but the, like the train before, had a person on it of interest. Oh, wow. We were so close. Wow. Isn't it amazing? So close. So yeah, you're also, heard, sorry. You're also a musician. Yes. Yeah. I, well, technically not a musician because apparently musicians play instruments, and I don't play one. I I sing. And that's not a musician, apparently. But you know, yes, I'm a musician as far as I'm concerned. I would argue that point with anybody who said that voice is not an instrument. That would be. <laughs> argument. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've I didn't sing for a long time because I was quite fucking ma, quite shy. Um, and then when I did, I kind of got into it down here in Christchurch before I shifted to the North Island. And then when I shifted to the North Island, I met Rawiri and being a music teacher and a musician and. You know, we it was it was a synergy. I've always described it as a synergy, which you know, we we love what we do. Um, we enjoy putting out music, and it has to have a good message. So let's take one of those. You couldn't decide which to have, so I've chosen for us. Let's have breathe. Tell us about this one. Um, well, I've played this. You know, we've played this a few times at things like Kawaro, Christmas in the Park, or whatever. And I, and it, you know, it, stress is a huge, huge thing in life, and especially during lockdown. Um, and this is like a, a song that's like a cup of tea. You know, what can you do when you can't do anything else? You just breathe. You know, and, and you've got to think that there will be 
better times and the lyrics reflect both myself and my husband's um, experiences you know life can be really tough and it's not a competition you know everyone has their um, their rough times and to be able to share the pathway out of those times is kind of what we try and do in our music so that's where this song came from
know, I, I think one of the most creative people I know um, in, in that you create and then you share your creativity and you then impart that creative energy onto other people so they can be creative. Um, and I wonder, where does that come from? Is that something that's in your family? Is it just you? What's, what grew this from you? Um, thank you for that. I, I often don't think of myself that way because I am such a logical, procedural kind of person. But I know, you know, um, the connection between science and music, or particularly maths and music, and, and that kind of thing is, is very... Um, well documented and I think with me it's come from me my my family love music but they're not really musicians although um, my dad will give Rawiri a hard time because he was a teddy boy guitar player in Alexandra you know years ago and he says I taught him everything he knows but you know uh, the appreciation of all kind of all kinds of music um, huge huge range of music classical to hip-hop everything in between you know um, but for me, music was an expression of feeling. So, you know, even as a teenager in my room with Bruce Springsteen, you know, um, or Pat Benatar or anyone, you know, that could help me feel my feelings. And I still struggle with that. So I think having songs that are a mantra to myself as well as hopefully to help other people um, is really important. You know, like our, our original songs, it's about being kind to yourself, being kind to others, um, opening up your understanding. And, and I think that's a really good thing to remind yourself of all the time. It's, I, I think about music a lot and about the messaging and music and the repetitive nature of a song that you like. You play it over and over again. Like I love um, The Grateful Dead. I listen to their music all the time and Martin Sexton and people like that. And I know all the words to all the songs, sing along with it, you know, and I don't think about it, but they're all pretty optimistic, happy, kind of real life stuff. And yeah. then I listen to some of the music that our kids are listening to at the moment that they're singing along with that's repetitive and it's so negative and heavy and the positive messaging isn't there. Is that, do you reckon, having an impact on our kids? I can't see how it wouldn't. You know, um, you know those famous experiments where um, you, you talk, bad talk to houseplants and kind talk to houseplants and the houseplants that you're you're negging basically they die um we can only have that effect in some cellular way and maybe um some sort of spiritual way on ourselves if you are repeating those messages that um are harmful in some way i mean i have nothing against sad music or angry music you know it certainly has its place but um to repeat it so often and you know a lot of these things that um, young people see are portrayals of um, lux, of, of rich, richness, of uh, body image, of possessions, possessions being a woman, you know, um, it, it's just a lot of it is quite disturbing and I think it must have some societal effects, can't, it can't, can't not have. That, uh, I see that and it strug I struggle with the um, 
with the videos that our kids are watching and and their portrayal of women and yeah it just seems that it undoes all the gains the yeah. sexualization of women and the um that con that idea that women are chattels owned by men to be used mm. by men for entertainment mm. like that kind of like we we don't seem to have come very far yet and i worry about what the impact of that is on our young women yeah I, i've thought about that a lot lately i'm going through some counseling myself for for um something that was drawn out during the me too movement for me um and i i talk about this kind of thing with my counselor a lot and the reason i went to her was because i was generalizing way too much with you know people in our environment and and i just wanted to be a better person and and, and what i've sort of realized through that is the patriarchy is persisting you know and and it's really really damaging um this kind of the ownership and the the casual hands-on nature of um sports coaches and people in trusted positions who have a lot of power to wield you know i don't i don't really i don't really understand it but i see it and it infuriates me um and i know that it, it triggers me so that's again why i've gone to to somebody to help me with that um but you know the damage done from from that kind of thing is is lifelong what sort of tools can we share with our young people to to help them overcome that sense of being triggered? I think um, belonging, you know, and being in a group, especially, you know, thinking back to when I was in what, what I felt to be a, a disempowered young woman, um, if I had an, a chance at the time to talk about what was going on in my life, with a non-judgmental group of peers, um, then I'm sure it would have helped my life a lot. You know, I was 15 when some bad things happened to me and I just, it totally derailed me at that critical time. And I often talk with my counsellor about buds, you know, as a bud that is growing and it's damaged in some way, the flower will never be the same. And that is how I've always felt. So I think, you know, if we can provide some sort of really non-judgmental, supportive environment for kids um, to be able to say what they want in the manner that they want to say it. So even if it's um, poetry slam or something that they feel connected to rather than just talking, because that's not always easy. Do you think that that kind of space belongs in our school system or does it need to be outside of school? I think it needs to be everywhere. Everywhere. We need to have community groups as well as school groups and whānau groups. And, you know, there's a lot of disenfranchised kids. I mean, there's a lot of anxiety. I mean, just in my family alone, uh, you know, I really worry about the path for these young people and how hard it is. It, it, it just seems a lot harder. And I had, I had a really good upbringing, quite easy, but I had some stuff that derailed me. So if you haven't had the good upbringing and you're derailed, then man, you can just go into a terrible downward spiral and end up in a really bad space. So, you know, to catch, to catch kids 
surely we need to have it wrap around everywhere. And that, unfortunately, it's going to take money and effort. And when you add that kind of stress onto the stresses that our kids face every single day of their lives, which is bullying, social media, um, the future of work, homelessness, drug and alcohol abuse, um, that this whole COVID and the the boogeyman that's always in the cupboard that you never know when it's going to jump out and grab you, all, all of these things create this wall that really is a barrier to the future and something it's hard enough to overcome those things that every kid faces and then you start introducing that you know that really adult stuff to them you know that the kind of things that you're talking about gosh that is really difficult to overcome yeah it doesn't have to be in an adult way though i mean if you know i haven't been a teacher for a long time but raori is a teacher and he he is so young person focused because he teaches music he has a really good avenue to connect um, so he puts them into bands and they perform songs so they get a cohesion in a group um, I mean that, that's not going to be the answer for all kids but it doesn't have to be um, oh, big tellers about your crappy life or whatever it just has to be what is one thing that you're really good at and let's do that today so that 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 person can walk away feeling that they are valued somehow. You know, I, I don't have kids, so really this is quite speculative for me, but I have eyes and I was a kid. So, you know, um, I just think that we're way behind the eight ball on everything, What you know, the, the paths that are, are leading our kids to their futures. Um, if you're lucky, you have a good, stable home. Ooh. That's, you know, it, it, there's too much chance placed on what your foundations are like. Um, Rawiri has some really amazing words in one of his songs, which is, um, in my hometown, all around, I see people, people going about their work, living each day. And there's a, there's a, um, a, a lyric in there about, some on the back foot since school, some on the back foot since home. And I think, yeah, you you have, it's like those little cartoons, you know, this is a quality I can see over the fence, but I can't get over the fence because you've had, you know, lack of opportunity or how, lack of understanding how to make opportunity work. Some simple stuff that I know that a lot of people don't know, but, I mean, I don't have answers. I've just got lots of opinions, <laughs> which is pretty much how humans work, isn't it? <laughs> well, opinions put into action, that's yeah. change, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Change is good. It's hard, painful, but good. Cool. Yeah. Bubble Sprite of the Forest of Orokunui, Dunedin's favourite goddess, Tahu Mackenzie. Kia ora koutou, nā mihi aroha nui kia koutou, koutou you're all happy stable superstars in your vid universes and I really hope that you're rewarding, very sustaining for you each day, who you are. Now I know for us all we've been through so much together over the last and being part of the show with you really means so much to me and has helped me so much. These five minutes with you reframing, recalibrating. So 
a wonderful gift to me. I'm so grateful to Sam and the whole Blown Bubbles team for having Now, of course, here we are. We find ourselves in the position of many others around the world in Level 4 lockdown once again in Aotearoa New Zealand, having recently several months of wonderful freedom to frolic about in. Of course, for me, the living world, the natural world, always presents the greatest comfort and the greatest inspiration. And I'm so grateful that we are being encouraged to get out and about and go for walks. The beauty that surrounds is so important for our well-being. And so, of course, I return to my beloved reserve that I've only recently discovered to my very clever mum in the UK, looking at maps of where I live and figuring out that it was there. What I'm really enjoying doing is walking the same tracks each time, discovering a new track and bit by bit building up more and more of a picture of the place. So of course each time when I walk on these same tracks I see the same things that I've seen before but I, I notice more about them. and I notice the changes that and I notice new things that are growing there or are popping up there or maybe I didn't notice before on the first time. And so of course it's got me thinking about our consciousness, our understanding of reality, our understanding of our own lived experience and how our thought processes can be reframed in this way. I know that for all of us when we are in a difficult situation and we're trying to put it in terms that make it manageable for us, we can go through stages of rumination, playing thoughts over and over and feel that we're stuck. A loop of thought which can feel very unhelpful at the time. And I was thinking today, I know for me, if I can find ways to reframe things that are positive and helpful, they'll always go for that. And this beautiful walk that I had today got me thinking that it's wonderful to be able to take a step back from our thoughts and see it as our mind going for a walk. And our mind is walking the same tracks that we've walked. And if we can acknowledge this and allow our mind to do this, whilst encouraging our mind to see new things, to go more deeply into the observation of these tracks, perhaps see things that we had taken for granted or seem very familiar in new ways. This can be such a release and such an opportunity for growth. So I really hope for you that you're really enjoying this opportunity to get out and explore the beautiful neighbourhoods around you. And I really hope that you're finding ways to navigate your daily reality, to walk the same tracks, but to see new things. And I look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks so much. Kakiti. You're listening to Blowing Bubbles. We're talking with Deborah Poy. Deborah, the theme of this show is positive but not deluded. Does that describe your music? Yes, yes. I We try to. Um, it's easy to get carried away with positive thinking, um, which is fine, but you, you can't have too much of a good thing, I suppose. You know, you have to be realistic about what you can and can't achieve. I suppose that's... I'm a very much a realist, so that's that comes from me, but... Um, but our music really is, you know, if you're if you're in a bad place and you just need something that makes you feel like you're not alone and that you have some tools, um, you know, like several of our songs talk about 
words and what you put into existence and you know they those words come back to you the the opportunities that you give yourself with words or the situations that you put yourself in with words you know you have to own them you can't just let them fall out of your face you know you've got to actually you've got to own them so I guess you know a lot of our a lot of our um, music is positivity but there is also sadness in there because we've both experienced sadness so you have to have some of that what's the process for writing your music um well Rawari's often mucking around with tunes so he might wake up at three o'clock in the morning and record something that's woken him up so he'll he'll do that and I might have a listen and maybe write some lyrics or he'll use some poetry I've written um, or he'll just write the whole thing he's he's a very good wordsmith but um, we do have one song which we haven't recorded yet which is called Beeline and I call that the stir fry song and how that came about was I was cooking and Rawari was just noodling on the guitar and because we've often missed a really good song, we recorded what we were doing. So you can hear me cooking a stir fry, chopping and, you know, the in the background. Um, and he played this song and all the lyrics just came out in one big bolus and there it was, the song was just made like a stir fry. And um, it's a self-love song. So it's about, you know, if you struggle to find what you want in your life, then you have to look at your heart, look in your your soul, into your soul and into yourself. Um, and then once you find that, help other people to do the same thing. You know, you can't. You've got to lead by example, that kind of thing. So that that was a really good. We've had a couple of songs that have come out like that. Another one's called Narcissist, and that was. I'd seen something I really didn't like and that all these, I just vomited out the song one day and, um, oh, it was, it was a lot of fun, really fun. I said to Rawari one day, I said, you never make me any soul song, you know, you never write soul songs, how about one of those? And he, so, so he put this together and he said, okay, I'm going out to the beach for half an hour, you can record some words. So I did, I just kind of, again, I don't know, mainlined the universe somehow, I don't know quite. But um, I was thinking of myself and, and choices. You know, you come to a T intersection in your life and you have to decide what you're going to do. And sometimes that T intersection, if you go left, it actually leads you back to the T intersection. Uh, so so that was the whole thing is like, okay, you're going to change or you're going to stay the same. And if you're going to stay the same, then stop moaning about it. You know, do something or don't do something kind of thing so that's kind of where that that those words came from and um yeah he just mashed it all together and did his magic so he's the he's the brains behind
realise I forgot to mention the name of the group Karma Culture yeah. why that one uh, not karma as in karma no, with a K, a, karma as in settling down yeah, as in be calm, calm down calm the farm um, so actually we were driving along Pohutakawa Ave going home in Ohupi Beach and I was ranting as I do in the passenger seat because I'd just listened to the news and John Key was being really annoying uh, so and I blah 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 something about a karma culture and I just thought oh what a good phrase oh I really like that actually yes okay let's use that 
um, and the ethos is calm, calm down. You know, so much emotion. I don't mind emotion, but it does get in the way of some sort of logical thinking sometimes. We have seen lots of change in society over the last year and a half or so. What do you think is going to stick? And perhaps more importantly, what do you hope will stick? I hope the regular use of masks in public sticks. I work with a lot of um, foreign nationals, you know, a um, few Chinese, and it's very common. You know, if you are not well, you wear a mask, and that's how you stop spreading it to other people. So I kind of hope that becomes a common thing here because I think we have a really bad hygiene um, record here, you know, until COVID, obviously, but. You know, we've been a bit au fait with the whole, oh, yeah, she'll be right with germs. Um, obviously, that's not true anymore. Um, but, yeah, maybe the other things are community um, interdependence, you know, like people being able to rely on people in their community to do things for them uh, when they can't do it themselves. Um, yeah, and maybe the other thing is less work, more rest. I would love that if that was a thing. Because but we've got in... same, same pay. Sorry, I had to mention that, you know. <laughs> we got into a habit of rushing around quite a lot. Yeah, yeah. And it's, I think a lot of people kind of get off on the whole, I'm so busy, I have such an important life. Um, I don't understand that because I don't have kids again and I have a lot of me time and I know a lot of people are probably like, well, that's wonderful, you lucky you, but actually it can be a bit boring. You've got to, you know, make lots of hobbies. Um, but, yeah, slowing down, that's another song we have, actually. I haven't put that on there either. It's called Time. And, you know, it's the best thing you can spend on people. You know, you don't get to the end of your life and say, I'm so happy with my five Lamborghinis. You say, I'm so happy with my family that has supported me and I've helped them in their lives or whatever it is, you know. Imagine so, being able to say, I'm so happy with my family and my lives and my five Lamborghinis. That would be even better, <laughs> eh? <laughs> no, but then I think, I think something beginning with W rhymes with some job in town um no that's that's not fair but i i guess yeah yeah i think it's given us all an opportunity to take a breath you hardly get that time and that's why i said at work oh i'd, be, I'd love another lockdown i quite enjoyed it but i am actually getting a bit bored so i have to do some hobbies knife sharpening is not really a proper hobby <laughs> you got to blunt them i mean i'm not going to go out there and do that so yeah after the last lockdown the big one we were talking about the nature of the the reset that taking a breath and the opportunity that that gave us and some people were talking about it being a, a return to business as usual other people saw it as a as a reset or a rahui or a, a regeneration what do you see this one as giving us the, the opportunity to do um, well, I guess there, there's good opportunity to make sure you um, scan, which I believe will be compulsory. Um, but really, 
I don't know. I, I can't. I can't really see business as usual ever being a thing again. I mean, I, I'm only looking a few years into the future. And I can't see that. I think we're going to be overtaken by other much bigger waves of um, climate change and the effects of that. So, uh, you know, it's kind of one emergency at a time is all that we kind of can cope with. So um, after this, I just I just hope people are a bit more tolerant. I don't know if that comes from lockdown. I don't know. I'm wondering. What lessons do you think we can take from the pandemic and the pandemic response for those those bigger things, things like climate change, social justice? Um, really, what pops into my mind really is to do with our healthcare system more than anything and the the shoring up that it needs i mean really really needs it's not just a little job it is a huge job and the fact that if we if we really do have a lot more cases and say you know we had a lot more spread we would just be so overwhelmed i mean it's bad enough at the moment with what's happening you know with um demands on testing and and vaccines and things like that. I, I just think we, we need to put more money into healthcare and that includes mental health care because really there is just not enough um, resources thrown at that. I see that evidence all the time, especially in my own family. I have some questions to end the show with. What is the biggest success you've had? in the last couple of years? Biggest success I've had in the last few years, probably um, turning 50, I guess. I mean, you know, it's a milestone. A lot of people don't get there. Um, I'm pretty content with life. I don't really want for much except to buy a house, which I'm on a, a long queue with the rest of New Zealand on that. But um, I'm lucky to be in a really secure relationship and a, and a good job. You know, I have really supportive friends and family. Um, you know, I don't have huge health problems. I I am very fortunate. I I think actually, I'm happy with that as a as a huge success for me, because a lot of people don't get to fifty. They don't get to fifty well, um, and they don't happen to look as fabulous as I do. So you know, um, there you go. <laughs> so we are writing a book of these conversations. It's called Tomorrow's Heroes. It's our team of people doing good work. So you are in that team. What's your superpower? Wow. Uh, my superpower actually is, um, uh, I can't remember. Um, That's probably not a very good superpower. Not a, it's not a good superpower, is it? I'm very good at allegories. I suppose I can explain anything to anyone using simple language, I guess. Not, I didn't just then, but I can do it, okay? Just just so you know. Um, yeah, I, I, see, I see the world in pictures a, a lot, and I have a really good imagination. Um, so when someone's talking to me about something, there's this little cartoon in my head that's building what they're saying and they will, it will reduce it into some other phrase that someone who has 
absolutely no idea about will understand and i guess for me that's a superpower because making hard to understand things easily understandable isn't easy do you consider yourself to be an activist uh, more like a slacktivist really uh, i i would probably get out there more I, I tend to do a lot of online activism which is so much more comfortable and i know that's terrible of me because i should be chaining myself to trees or penguins or something but i just i'm not good at doing those sorts of things so preferably i try and change people's minds either through music or conversation or um, memes <laughs> I have a really good meme collection. Um, but no, probably, yeah, I guess I am. I like the zero waste kind of activism, you know, do what you can. Um, I have a bit of re reputation for that. People know if I come to their house that I'll judge <laughs> them on their zero waste lifestyle. But uh, in a nice way. We can all do better. That's all I say. I'm just imagining all the activists out there chained to penguins. Well, I was just thinking of the um, um, the the activists have been shunted off from Putiki Bay in Waiheke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just, oh, you know, we care about the penguins. We care about those things, but oh no, we care about money much more than things like that. You know. The funny story about that was that they got this report that said there were no penguins there, and the penguins were like, what? <laughs> so, <laughs> we're here. I'm here. Well, we need penguins to chain themselves to things then, don't we? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, there's a lot of that in the in the world, this this promotion of of greed and money making and such that um is just it, it, i think it sterilizes your soul i really do so what motivates you what gets you out of bed in the morning my alarm clock it's not very that's what wakes it. you up so, uh, well i do have a lot of trouble with that at the moment um but motivation i yeah i'm not the greatest at being motivated and at the moment i think because i'm 50-ish and you know going through hormonal changes i just kind of give myself a bit of a pass um but really what does motiv motivate me the most is family and music so you know those two things we sort of combine you know try and put them together somehow i mean there's never a visit to Dunedin that doesn't have some karaoke in it. My brother has a karaoke set up and there's always some karaoke or other, you know. Um, but motivation in terms of, I don't know, I, I want the world to be a better place. I'm just not quite sure how to whip it into shape myself. So I kind of just do what I can, learn what I can, share what I can and shut up when I can. So what's the My biggest? Say, probably not enough. But <laughs> what is the biggest challenge or opportunity you're looking forward to in the next year or two? Uh, buying a house. That it's something to look forward to, but I think it's going to be challenging. We're first home buyers, so we are capped 
at 500,000 here in Christchurch and you'd be lucky to get much in town for that. Um, might have to live out of town or in an apartment, so there's going to have to be a compromise. So either I'll have a huge garden or no garden. So I don't know. Um, so either be a, a long drive or a short drive. How do I balance that with emissions? Okay, can't afford an electric car, don't want to have to drive an hour to work. You know, those sorts of things are going to take into consideration. But we hope to have a, a house because you know, we're going to be retiring soon. Got to pay it off before then. It's a challenge. It is indeed. It's a challenge that we as a society need to come up with some answers for. Mm. And lastly, do you have any advice for our listeners? Um, be kind to yourself. You know, I I hear Jacinda, I love the be kind ethos, be kind to each other. But especially women, we, we tend to really take a lot out on ourselves. We have a lot of pressure on ourselves to perform. You know, we often run households. We do a lot of stuff that um, is behind the scenes. You know, we raise kids. We, there's a lot of men who do that, of course, but um, I'm not a man, I'm a woman. So what I'm saying is take it easy on yourself. Um, it's okay to have a little cry. It's okay to feel down, but talk to your friends and get out there and live life and don't, don't wallow. I tell myself that too. Thank you for that. Mawera. Deborah, thank you for being an amazing person in our world for um, for the way that your music heals people and gives people hopefulness, because hopefulness is in such short supply. Um, and for just being the extraordinary person that you are for your friendship and your kindness. Um, and I know that I saw that how that sort of spreads out like a ripple in a pond here in the Eastern Bay. And I know that the same will be happening in Christchurch. You are an incredible human. It is a wonderful thing to have you in this world. Kia ora. Thank you, Kilda. Thank you for having me and um, loving the bubble. Thank you. Carpe diem, seize the day. Make the most of your life. That's what all the late great ones will say. Work to live and live to Sow the seeds of hope in you, then everyone will know you have a future bright. Most of all, you know you have a future bright, bright like the sun in the sky, shining above the clouds we see full of
Christchurch, we've been joined by Deborah Poy. That was Blowing Bubbles. We hope you enjoyed the show. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.